is an order, an agency, one that holds allegiance to no king, no magistrate, no governing body. This order takes on the problems and issues too bizarre or too dangerous for any normal investigative organization. They right wrongs, they protect the innocent, they safeguard the world. They are known as the Circle. At least, they were. For the Circle has fallen. Those agents that remain are now fugitives. And after barely escaping with their lives, the surviving members continue their ongoing quest to safeguard all of Eberron while seeking to root out the source of their misfortune and rebuild the Circle anew. This is their story. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to Agents of the Circle, the podcast where I run an original 5th edition game of Dungeons and Dragons for my friends, and all manner of hilarity ensues. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Sphinx Akasha, and I'm joined once again by my good friends, Kendra Intrary as Ozma, the rogue slash wizard. Yeah. yeah! We've got Riley Brandau as Ash, the druid slash warlock. Zap, zap. <laughs> zap, zap. We've got Caleb Clark as Jazz Good Song Jr., the rogue slash artificer slash warlock. We've got Emily Addington as Orla Talion, the druid slash ranger. We've got Megan Davidson as Kaladan, the monk slash cleric. Punch him in the throat. <laughs> Punch him in the throat. And then pray. And pray. Pick a god and pray. Uh, we've got Joff Gibbs as pilot, our uh, paladin, our vengeance Ooh. paladin. Oh. He's old and smells like Bias to salvation. <laughs> it's vengeance and blood. Um, we unfortunately are without Luke Abinson and uh, Laramie Lundy this week. Uh, so I will be taking over uh, Lucius and Deco. Uh, or Dacos. Not Deco. That, that's, that's someone else. I don't know who that is. But it's, 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 not, it's not Dacos. Uh, but we are back once again for episode 53 of our adventure in Eberron. Uh, if you haven't checked us out at all yet, uh, literally, like, you've come in on such a weird such a weird spot. I mean, I'm not hating. Like, if this is the way you want to start, you do you, bro. But if you want some background and some backstory and for things to make sense, please go check out the other, like, two and a half seasons uh, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Basically anywhere you get your podcasts, we're at we out you. So like it, share it, subscribe it, comment. Uh, let us know that you like what we're doing, and if you want to hear more of it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So yeah, let's get on with rolling some dice, shall we? 
so previously on Agents of the Circle, uh, we you were sent out into uh, the Demon Wastes to locate Kai, uh, a monk slash warlock who would be instrumental in aiding you in your adventure to reclaim, uh, or not reclaim, but so much as avenge the, uh, the destruction of the circle and, and figure out why the silver flame attacked you. Uh, you made it to the temple of the Raven Queen in Atashkala and managed to help Kai fend off a group of bandits at which point you met Kai and one of his two wives, um, Adha, a former genie. Uh, you also managed to meet and hold court with the Raven Queen herself, who gave you a new task, uh, or a, rather an additional task, to make your way to the realm of Dolor to... Free her domain, the city of silver and bone, uh, from uh, oh geez, from a cult, uh, holding it uh, basically to keep her from her power. Uh, you were you decided to take some rest and some uh, sanctuary within the abbey of these this underground tunnel. Uh, and just as uh, dawn or dawn for you were, was approaching, Pilot happened to notice the coming of uh, great horrible creatures uh, that uh, Poe, Kai's uh, shadow raven familiar, was able to identify as uh, members of a race of beings called the Sorrow Sworn. Uh, there was a massive, angry, uh, two very grotesque creatures called the Lonely and a pack of wild, almost feral, uh, two-legged worms called Wretched. Uh, you managed to take them all down uh, quite handily, though it was a harrowing uh, experience for all of you. And uh, you took yeah, and that's where you, we, we find us today. Uh, you have just taken down uh, this group of Sorrow Sworn. Uh, and Adha is still requiring at least one more hour of rest before she's able to transport you all uh, via a plane shift. So what would you all like to do in that time? Lucius kind well, of sits on the floor. Well, well, that certainly was a thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I like had a had a moment with Misha Call, and it was really really emotional. And then when I woke up, we had to fight the embodiment of like 
horrible controlling emotions and I'm a little shook. Like I'm having some feelings. Dekos kind of nods in agreement. Yeah, that is a bit weird, isn't it? I also had kind of an emotional moment last night. Uh, Ozma kind of shifts her weight and she's like, I don't really know what you guys are talking about. I just, uh, I, I slept really well. I'm just really upset that my sleep was interrupted. That's it. That's it. Totally normal. Insight check. Do it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yes. Oh gosh. Now I got to find my ding dang character sheet. Where is it? Right. Okay. The ding dang character sheet. I want an insight check versus a uh, deception check from Ozma. Okay. I mean, that's pretty good. Oh, that is good. That's what she said. Excuse me. Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat. <laughs> so Kayla Donrat rolled a twenty-two on the inside. Uh oh. What the what the heck just happened? I don't know. Are you all good? Are we the only ones? No. I'm paused. No, we're all here. Yeah. So while while we have this, while we have this situation, it, it appears that I clicked the Foundry link that was in the Discord, the most recent one, and it looks like me and you were the only two people in the one I'm in, Lawrence. Oh, that's weird. Hang on a sec. Deception right. check. Do you want me to wait until you get the recording back up? Yep, we're up. We're up now. Go ahead and roll that deception check. Right. Deception. Yep, you are unable to hide the fact that uh, you are definitely not telling the truth. <laughs> she had. Ozma has like a plus seven deception. How did that happen? You rolled a <laughs> ten. <laughs> Terrible. Hey. Terrible. Um Without bringing any, like, undue attention to it, I'll, like, make eye contact with Ozma and kind of give her the, like, it's okay, eyeballs, and, like, make sure that she knows that I'm not saying anything out loud, but I can see through her ruse. Okay. Okay. Um, Ozma looks shocked to begin with, but then her features kind of soften, and she gives the most imperceptible little just like head nod <laughs> back towards Katie. Legit. Let's see. Does Kai want to do anything about that at all? Probably not, but I'll check just to make sure. All rested. We had a short rest, right? After yeah, the you, yeah you're, you're, you're in the middle of your short rest now. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, actually, Kai will also roll an insight check. 
against deception again? No, you you against your same deception roll. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And Kai will like look at you uh, with a twenty-eight roll. Will look at you and kind of arch an eyebrow, but he he'll, he won't say anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> I he, lead by example. He 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 pretty much yeah takes Katie's lead and just like gives you kind of an imperceptible nod and then turns away as if like he noticed nothing. Um, going off of Ozma's um, base insight levels to begin with, she didn't. She doesn't notice the uh, slight raised eyebrow, so that kind okay. of went past her. Gotcha. Because trust me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, she's not to, the most insightful human being. Well half human being in the world <laughs> to, to, to Kai's credit he does have like a plus 13 to insights so. <laughs> dang he, he, he's been around the block a time or two he sure has well when you're betrayed that often you get an eye for it that's true Yeah. and I'm going to chalk up um, Ozma's uncharacteristic uh inability to deceive the rest of you based on just how shook she is by that dream touching into her family touching into her grandfather touching into her father legit well i'll make some tea in the meantime and make sure to hand ozma and dacos both the first cups since we're all Visibly traumatized, I guess, is the most distinct way to put that. That's 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 a fair that's a fair cop. With with not even enough time to like process Fully the process trauma because we had to go <laughs> kill things. Yeah, exactly. Just a well, I guess a, a method of processing trauma. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, whether or not um, it's healthy is, is it's one thing. <laughs> while um, while Kaladan is is making the tea, um, tied up. And you know, serving the tea, a uh, pilot comes around and says, uh, while looking at like Kaladon for like a little bit of support, um, says, um, after a after a battle like that, trust is trust is definitely earned. And you all asked me what I was hiding from you when we first met, and I have already i've already told it in part to caledon but now i see that you are you're willing to protect somebody who you have no real reason to um to that end um i'm sure i'm sure kai already knows from my honorific um and maybe from these and she points up to the wings uh that I'm 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 not typical in my community. Um, there's an there's an old saying with the tieflings of the waste um, that uh, with wings come the burden of fate. Uh, and Kai nods in acknowledgement of that, and just he's he's quiet, but he definitely like you definitely see him nod as if he definitely recognizes that. And uh, she says, uh, I, I am pilot, like I said with Ash earlier, it's a, na- a name and it's a title. And my true title is Azim Karir. 
um, and in the common tongue, that's path bearer. Um, I'm a I'm a bit of a commodity, you see. Um, I guess what most of you would refer to me as um, is an oracle, and so I am I'm able to give people glances of their future. It made me very important to the silver flame. I was kept close to a lot of very important people. Um, and now <laughs> looking back, I know that I was kept close to those people, not because I was anyone truly important to them other than what they could get from my services, but so if you can see the future, how does giving up your weapon really show that you're aligned with us when you know oh uh, everything was going to be okay? Oh, that's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. And it also makes the assumption that I see the future. I don't. I can give other people glimpses of the future. I can't see my own. I've never and, been able to, and I never will. I, I will say in support of of Pilot's uh, admission, the, 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 she showed me a token, just like a, the tiniest flash of, of a situation, but there wasn't context around it. I couldn't tell when or how that thing was going to happen. It just kind of uh, boosted my awareness and for things. Does that here, make sense? Here, Ash, if you have a moment, let me show you. I guess I have a moment. So, uh, uh, pilot, <laughs> pilot sits down with Ash and it, it takes about 10 minutes. Um, but they just, uh, she just, uh, uh, you know, ushers you to, um, uh, like sit, across from her um and then what happens is like you know you you're just sitting down looking into her eyes she's looking into your eyes and anyone looking on because it takes 10 minutes it takes a really long time um but your pupils ash's pupils and and pilot's pupils dilate and dilate and dilate and dilate until your eyes are covered by your entire pupil, like you're letting in every, every light. Um, and Ash, you feel like you have, a like when it's done, you feel like you woke up from a dream that you can't really remember. Um, and you can roll a D 20 right now and you keep that number. And whenever you choose to use that, it can replace a role that you make or a role made against you, but you choose when to use it. Legit. So meaning, wait, so I can use the 17 in place of another number I rolled for a D20 or Correct. when I roll a D7, when I roll a 17 from a D7, Twenty, I can re-roll for another. Number. No, you you have a, a you have a, a a seventeen roll that's just in your pocket, and you can give that to 
uh, uh, you can give that to a role made against you, or you can keep that role for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. Cool. Yeah. But it's totally personal to you. You can't give it like you couldn't right, give right. it to Ozma or something like that. It's yours. Thanks. And in in that moment, the one thing that you remember from that. Uh, and it's a very it's 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 like like he said it's very much like a fleeting dream, but the one uh, kind of impression that you hold on to are these giant, almost crystalline towers made of ice and twilight. And you hear Mab's voice in your head. What? What was that? That felt familiar. And you can tell that she shared your vision, but also shared the the just the the brevity of it, mm. and it has escaped her in very much the same way that it now escapes you. But that is those are the that's the impression that the two of you have held on to. Okay. Ash, did it work? Did you see the future? Not sure I saw the future, but I've had some mushrooms that have given me some insight <laughs> like this. It's it's going to be a little strange. When the moment happens, it'll feel like it's already happened, kind of like uh, kind of like déjà vu. And Dacos folds his arms as he leans against the stone nearby. Well, at least you won't be made to believe that you had sex with a snake. Oh no, that what? happened. To Ash? Lucius, no, no. <laughs> Lucius just shakes his head. Please don't ask. I mean, I definitely, definitely will, but we can wait until you're, you know, willing to talk about it, maybe. Early days, early days. And Dickhouse just kind of shudders. <laughs> he sits uh, leaning against the, excuse me, leaning against the stone and pulls out some of the jerky rations that he's been holding, takes a, a piece, starts to chew on it, and kind of hands it around to everyone starting with Pilot, is very, like, deliberately uh, hands it to Pilot first, and Pilot, uh, or actually, first off, Pilot, do you accept of the... Course. Uh, of course. As you uh, reach for the the jerky, Dekos puts his hand over your other hand, as he's basically clasping his hands over yours, and he gives you, like... It, it, it's a very intense look at first that then suddenly warms. Thank you. And he hands you the jerky. Of course. 
and Kai is observing. Go ahead. Oh, I was, uh, Pilot says, as she's like eating the jerky and she's not really looking at anybody. And she says, before anybody asks, I, I can't do that again today. And I can't give anyone a glimpse who already has one. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. I'm concerned, Pilot, that you think this might be something based on the story you've told that we'll take advantage of you for. And I want you to know that you should never feel obligated to use that gift to benefit us. You're welcome here with or without that utility. I, th- I thank you for that. Yeah, Lucius nods. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you've more than proven yourself. So... Welcome. And uh, Dekos just looks at you and smiles and nods. You already know where I stand. Or at least you should now. Yeah, against that wall, we can see you. (laughs) Dekos. Sigh. (laughs) Yep, yep. That's where I am. Right here against the wall. Lucius, it's just if they're away for Lucius to audibly roll his eyes, you you definitely be able to hear him roll his eyes. I kind of feel like like that's his default setting. Like if you could hear it, it would always be this sound of rye rolling. Yeah, I, I I feel like Lucius rolling his eyes would almost sound like like stone rubbing against stone. <laughs> how how often can we trip together? You mean how often can I can I do that? Oh yeah, that yes. I I can do it one once a day. It takes a lot oh. out of me, um, okay. but I can't I can't do it for you again until your glimpse has come to fruition. How long can I hold on to this glimpse? It's gonna happen when it happens. Okay. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. Um, but again, I can't I can't see past what we've seen. If that okay. makes sense. Yes. You haven't made you haven't made those choices yet, so it's not real yet. Kai kind of furrows his brow a bit. So, by that logic, and please forgive me if I am not, uh, I I I'm aware of powers of the Oracle, but I, I don't fully understand them. But it sounds like to me that they are, if it's just a matter of having made those choices yet, those choices could easily be, could easily never be made. It, it's true. The, those moments could come and go. Um, but I also, uh, I, I'm not a diviner. There's, there's schooled wizards out there that can take these types of portents and focus them and know them and constantly do them and, and see them for themselves and for others and, and make direct action against the fates. I, I just am a conduit to the fates. So this is, uh, this is the weave showing Ash the next time that the weave can split 
Interesting. So at that moment, he'll know what the two, what the two realities of the future he saw are, and he can choose one or the other. Huh. And then the weave will accept it because the, the weave will work in either way. I, I, again, I, I'm not a school of our, I, I'm not in, schooled in the ways of arcana. Uh, this is just something that is mine by birth. Uh, and it's not something I can really understand past uh, vague, vague concepts. Like it's, it's confusing even to me. I know that, that when the moment happens, like whatever happens in anyone whose life I see moments of, or rather allow them to see, cause I honestly can't pinpoint them either. I just know that when that crossroads happens both both futures are true and then you settle on one and then that portent is spent that makes sense to me this makes hold on let's see if it gets it <laughs> <laughs> does he understand uh, it he would understand it with that with a with a 15 roll yeah he 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 just gets it this this makes a certain sense, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of scary. The future. Well, if it's any consolation, it's not predictive in that same way for you to uh, know the outcome of a specific event. It's when that event occurs, it's like you've already dreamed of it. And Kai nods and it's like, I believe it is uh, very akin to a phenomenon called deja vu, but a bit more useful. <laughs> yes, deja vu is really helpful. I have never <laughs> been able to use it. It is always something like, oh, I guess that is where my socks were. Yes, I remember, I remember finding them here somehow. Very much having the idea that you've done the thing that you were doing at some point before, but not able to recognize whether or not you'd actually done it before, or if you dreamed that you'd done it. Mm -hmm. Or, I'm going to stop, because I can just talk myself into circles, and then I'll confuse myself again, and that's next. <laughs> and then your tea will also get cold. That is correct, and Takai picks his teacup up and takes a swig of it. And he lifts it up and kind of uh, toasts to everyone. It's like, that was a battle well fought, and I appreciate your assistance and your aid in keeping this place intact. And, uh, well, to new friends. To new friends. To new friends. And... Uh, Poe kind of comes around and uh, while on uh, Kai's shoulder Kai makes his toast and brings the, the cup down and Poe just kind of dunks his head into the cup for a moment ah yes good it's very fine tea sir 
and Kai just kind of gives him it, it, it's more of a mock annoyed look but it's definitely like the man you should know better <laughs> but I'm also not gonna like give you shit about it but you should know better look so you all spend your time uh, in, in, in relative comfort you, you all chat amongst yourselves uh, as you, you rest and about 45 minutes or so pass and you see you, you hear before you see this kind of low wind begin to blow and it kind of ruffles the the dirt and and, and grass around you uh and from Kai's, from the ring on Kai's right hand, a blue mist begins to kind of pour out, almost like dried ice, but blue. It's almost uh, turquoise blue. And it begins to coalesce and kind of spin and solidify. And then standing before you, looking fully rested, is Adha. All four arms outstretched. Ah, mm. Oh, that was nice. Ah. Oh. Now, oh. It's a genie. You all look a bit worse for wear than when I saw. What? Did I miss something? Yes. It was a <laughs> a little fight. And Adha looks around and sees the body bodies of the Sorrow Sworn, particularly the body of the that giant angry. And looks at you, Jazz, and looks at Kai. Um dear, I I I don't think his understanding of little is um uh what's the uh the word i'm looking for um accurate it's not accurate <laughs> and kai nods I, it's i i know sweetheart it's a it's a figure of speech it's like i i figured as much but i just sometimes human speech patterns are just odd enough that uh, it, 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 it eludes me. And Kai just shakes his head. No, I think it's just him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Atta kind of floats over. And like she's like in full form. There's, like it, She's not like genie form where like the, her bottom half is missed or anything. She's got legs. But she floats over anyway because she's an air elemental. And kind of like nudges the body of the, the the dead angry with her toe. Well, that's a big bastard. A big angry bastard. Yes. Both in <laughs> appearance and in name, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, Adha. 
I, I don't suppose you might be able to remove the claws of that big angry bastard? One of our party tried to do so and was unable. Ah. And she kind of scratches at her chin. Let me give that a try. And she, with two, with her two bottom hands, pulls out both of her massive scimitars. And let me, let me uh, get her sheet out so that I'll, I'll, I'll roll for that for you. Do, do, do. That would be... I'm going to make that... So she walks over to where the first uh, clawed arm lays, the, the big angry hook claw... And she will just slice down upon it. And we will make that an ability check. And with a 22, <laughs> that the wrist or where you think the wrist would be is just cloven into whack. And it now that arm is or that hand is now separate from its arm blackish red blood kind of just oozes out. Uh, it's been dead for long enough to where uh, it's become more gelatinous than liquid. And it kind of just pulls around it. Adha takes it, uh, takes the claw with the the point of the scimitar and kind of flicks it in, in your direction, pilot. Uh, it's like... <laughs> Will that do, or would you like the other one as well? Pilot takes like two steps back as it like <laughs> slops in front of her, and she like looks over at Ash and cocks her head and goes, hmm? <laughs> Aha will slowly kind of casually float over to the other hand. Do you want this other one as well? I personally don't want either of them. Uh, Ash, you were trying to get these? Oh, I, I, I was. <laughs> yes, you were. It was either you or, or, or Jazz were trying to get them. Hmm, I don't not, I don't think it was me, but it was, the okay. claws of anger seems like something that could be made into something. I'll take hmm. it. I mean, yeah, that does sound possibly like something I could use in a different state. And Adha shrugs and brings just 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 suddenly just brings the scimitar down on the other wrist. And let's see how she does. With an eighteen, it's less neat. Uh the but she cleaves down and has to like oh it gets stuck in the bone just a little bit and she just pushes down on it just a little bit and you hear this crunch and <laughs> as the bone and skin loose from the arm and the uh the other claw just kind of clatters a couple of uh inches away and she kind of flicks the blood off as it, the, the blood from the stump now begins to kind of pool and, and 
she seems very glad that she's not actually standing near it, that she's floating over it. And she just kind of, you know, leans down, takes the uh, the hook on the tip of the other scimitar and flicks it over uh, towards the other hook, which kind of clatters nearby and, and, and settles uh, about an inch or two away from the first claw. Ash fixed them up. We'll put them in the bag. All right, I will let's see, so I can remember to put that in the bag of holding for later. To given the proper workshop, maybe able to process these into angry into something. I should <clears throat> keep our eyes out for a workshop or something. Yeah, for all this stuff because we've we've got quite a few magical components. Beholder eyes. Was there something else? You did acquire quite a few things. Uh, you, you got some kyber shards and some yeah. some other accoutrements as well. Some yeah, beholder some... eyes. Yes. Yeah. Beholder eyes. Yeah, four beholder uh, eyes. Something from some Twenty something kyber that would shards. Explode. Beads of force. You got some beads of force. You've got quite a few objects in, in this bag. We won't go over all of them now. Uh, one of them being a potion to detect wealth. Not sure what you need it for, but you got it. Um, so, yeah. So, Lucius kind of makes a very disgusted looking face. Well, I hope you make use of that in a way that I don't have to watch. <laughs> well, it is okay. Not everybody likes to see this sausage. No, no. What? I think not the innuendo. The I think that the the phrase that he is what? looking for is not everyone likes to know in which huh? way the sausage is made. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Doesn't always whet your appetite. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you <laughs> don't. <laughs> and Adha kind of looks over all of you as you're making these phrases and says, Kai, dear, did I miss something? And Kai shakes his head. Don't worry about it, dear. It's fine. <laughs> Chalk it up to you. To, to it's it's modern colloquialisms. It's I'll explain them later. <laughs> More to the point, my dear. How are you feeling? And Adha kind of nods, feeling better. Had some strange dreams last night. It's like, do you want to talk about them? No, not particularly. Just. Left me feeling, um, and Kai just kind of is sitting there waiting for her to finish, and she doesn't. And he walks over and takes her by one of her hands. Dear? She kind of shakes herself out of it. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Um... 
I believe I am having some very intense feelings regarding the things that I saw in my dreams, and I it, it's easily distracting. Kai nods. I'm sorry about that, my love. Um, would you be able to... Uh, to transport us the way we spoke of last night and she she nods in in, in uh, very very enthusiastically oh yes yes i'm i'm quite ready for that now and uh she turns to all of you uh if you all are ready and uh, i don't know how much time has passed between your fight and uh now but if you're ready to go, we can we can begin the journey now. Just a point of clarification. What's happening right now? I know that you're going to um, use some sort of teleportation magic or, or a cousin of it to take us somewhere, but where are we headed? Are we going back to the floating city on uh, Dyer? Uh, Adha nods. Yes, uh, if my understanding is correct, I will be taking you through the Astral Sea to, uh, which will sh shorten our travel time uh, to Andair, or, or to a, uh, a point in Andair, I believe it is called Fairhaven. Uh, yes, that is, that is that the is, name of the city. Uh, it, we will be going there. Uh, via the astral, astral sea. So I will be how shifting long do us. You, how long do you anticipate that journey taking? Ah, uh, and she, you can see her kind of use. She like puts her scimitars away and pulls out like all using all four of her hands to kind of calculate. Um. Well, she grab, grabs one hand with one of the other hands and. This, no, at most, uh, if we are undistracted, um, this travel along the Astral Sea is fairly um, can be fairly speedy uh, if in the right mindset. Uh, at most, maybe two hours. Oh, perfect. I, you know. I do think that this is a pretty distractible group, so I'll plan for four. That's probably fair. <laughs> and if everyone is ready, then I, I would, I'll need you all to uh, to stand uh, and and grasp each other and hold hands, uh, hold hands, and uh, basically stand in a circle. I follow those directions. This is easy. Are we there? It looks just exactly like the temple. <laughs> that that and, and Adha kind of like raises an eyebrow. Well, that would be because I I haven't done it yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm uneducated in the ways of uh, planar travel. It's all right. It's all right. And. So I'm assuming that the rest of you all also stand and form a circle with her. Yep. Yeah. All right. And Let's Adha do it. 
now standing like in the middle of you all, kind of uh, pulls back and is standing now between Kai and Kaladan. Grasps both of their hands, or both of your hands rather, and she she looks at everyone. I don't want to alarm you all, but this is going to feel strange. I imagine that you all have not uh, teleported before, and if you have, it was not. It's not quite the way you. Um, well, you'll see. Just uh, take a deep well, the, breath. The circle had doorways. Yes, but. Uh, it might not be the same sensation. Oh, this would be good. <laughs> so she takes a deep breath, closes her eyes for a moment. And when she opens them again, her eyes are glowing with this vibrant purplish pink color. And the glow begins to kind of extend from her eyes and cover her body uh, in, in this beautiful radiance uh, that then spreads from her hands to Katie and Kai's hands th through and across their bodies until it has slowly, over the course of about 30 seconds or so, it now covers everyone standing with their hands joined within that circle. Uh, she begins muttering in primordial, very slow, guttural uh, chanting. It almost sounds like she's speaking backwards, like like the like a like a like a record that is on the needle and is just being moved in the opposing direction. <laughs> and at first, nothing happens. But as she continues to speak, you begin to hear a strange sound in the background. Almost pulsing. And then this almost rippling sensation that carries across and into your visual. It, it, it feels as if the air itself has begun to quiver and ripple and, and shiver. And it's almost as if the world around you has begun to fade away. And superimposing itself in, onto the world that you know is this absolutely strange landscape of just the most bizarre colors 
greens and oranges and tints of blue that streak across a sky that seems to go in all directions. And massive stones and land masses that just seem to float by. Some of them smooth and full of grass and, 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 and vegetation that are in colors you would not expect to see in, in, in such plant life. Like purple grass, uh, strange green colored fruits uh, growing from golden trees, silver like silver bushes uh, floating amongst the uh, floating kind of in the air attached to nothing at all. And you also see ruins of buildings. Some of them are ruins and some of them are in absolute perfect condition. Clinging to the surfaces of these giant floating land masses. And as the rest of the world, uh, as the rest of the temple of the Raven Queen vanishes from your view, you find yourselves floating kind of in the middle of the space, your hands still together, held, but now just floating Buoyant, but not tethered. Oh, yeah. And Adha, the glow ceases. And Adha opens her eyes. <sighs> Welcome <clears throat> to the Astral Sea. This... I feel like Ash put something in my tea. <laughs> and Lucius <laughs> nods. Yes, this definitely seems like something that one of Ash's mushrooms might induce. I didn't know I was the mushroom guy. Uh, <laughs> and but yeah, this is pretty trippy. Dacos kind of <laughs> shrinks just a little bit to like very, very glad that no one remembers that he used the mushroom guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had sex with a snake. <laughs> was, that wasn't my fault. I was drugged. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is don't touch any snakes out here. <laughs> Not if they're coming on to you. Understood. Yes. Well, as far as things I'll never live down. <laughs> it could be far worse. Not by much, but... And so, Kai is kind of floating about. Is He's the first to, to, to release himself from the circle. And he almost is in this like state of panic, where he's just trying to kind of move around. And like almost swim in this uh, nothingness. But Adha grabs him. Breathe. Breathe. 
this is just weird. I, I don't know what is... I, what? I, you, you're fine. Let's get you all acclimated. This place is um, very... Uh, well, it can be calming. It can also be very dangerous if we allow it to be. So, I like this. And as you 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 say that, and as you look around, Jazz, go ahead and make a perception check for me, actually. No. You are so caught up in the beauty uh, of of all of the colors and just the like the things floating about, mm -hmm. and it's 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 just. It's one one new distraction after the next, where you can't really focus on any oh. one thing. Oh. And Adha is kind of all right. So the first thing to know about the astral planes is that well, movement is achieved by thinking about it you look back at pilot her wings are out and she's flapping around and she's like slowly rotating around in a circle really confused <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes your physical then she she <laughs> kind of gestures towards pilot as an example you, as you can see your, your physical movements really won't get you anywhere you have to focus And she turns first to Kaladon. So let's give this a try, Kaladon. And she gestures towards this beautiful rock that's floating nearby, uh, or landmass actually, uh, floating nearby uh, with this gorgeous red grass. I want you to think about setting foot on that grass, really think about it. And for that, I want would like for you to make a wisdom uh, wisdom ability check. Wisdom ability check. Da na na na. You my ability or you might save. My ability. Mm, not so awesome. Fourteen. It's awesome, it's awesome enough. Uh, it with a like you almost feel yourself kind of vibrate a little bit into everyone else <laughs> kind of blink out of existence for a second and then blink back and when you do so at first it's, it's almost like a, you, you hiccup a little bit you blink out and you blink in about five feet away from where you were, were floating before and then you blink again and you are sitting on top of the uh, the the mass of red grass. Granted, you had intended to be standing, <laughs> but you are sitting like full cross-legged on this uh, plane of red red grass. Oh man, that's really cool! If you can dream it, you can do it, you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Adha kind of like puts out her hands. It's not quite that simple. <laughs> but traveling by the speed of thought is very much a um, a reality here. However, your travel distance is not infinite. Uh, as I have learned and have had to shepherd many through these planes before, uh, it is one cannot simply think themselves to say Fairhaven where we are going and uh, find oneself at the equivalent entry point. We still have, at, at the very least, two hours of this. <laughs> before we reach our destination. Mm. And she well. turns to you, Jazz, and uh, I, I'd like for you to give it a try next. And uh, for you, I'd like to, for you to go ahead and make a wisdom ability check. Oh. <laughs> Jazz's wisdom. Oh. All right, you you do a bit better than Kaladon. You, it's it's less of a hiccup, uh, and more of a like, uh, almost static emotion, where you you jump like maybe twice and then you make the jump, uh, fully onto, the plane of red grass. Uh, you actually hang on. <laughs> All right, you wind up uh, on your head, kind of straight up, as if you were doing <laughs> a, uh, a head spin. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're spinning very slowly, but like standing like straight up on your head, your feet straight <laughs> in the spinning. air, just like spinning very slowly. <laughs> Jazz goes, oh, that is cool. But... You don't feel... It doesn't, to you, feel like you were standing on your head. Uh, and it's the first time that you notice uh, the weightlessness or, 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 or absolute lack of gravity. Where there are no carnal directions. There is only forward. Hmm. It is so simple. All right. Now, I would like for the rest of you to make wisdom save or not wisdom saving throws, wisdom checks for me. Just straight wisdom ability checks. Then Kai will make one. You already did one. Excellent. Excellent. Let's bring Lucius out and do that as well. And then Dickos. Sorry, I hit the button too many times. The first one <laughs> is a 16. 
Cool. Just a few. <laughs> well, it didn't work, so I hit it a bunch more, and then. then yeah, that's, that's how it's supposed to go, though, right? It's not working. You kick it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> So of all of you, the one who having the most issue would be Dekos. And he's just not doing well with it. So Adha, for the first couple of jumps, uh, is kind of leading him and taking him by the by the arm as you all jump the first few times. Pretend it's a backflip. <laughs> um and he takes that into consideration, actually, and he tries again. And does so much better that time. Oh, no, that's, that's <laughs> Lucius. I'm sorry. That was... Uh. Not, I was like, oh, man, he does so much better. Oh, no, that was Lucius. I'm sorry. False hope. Um, let's see. Where are you at? Where are you... But he does take that into consideration. And... Oh, he has no wisdom. That's his problem. <laughs> yeah. Like me. Zero wisdom. He does a little bit better. <laughs> Still not great. <laughs> but he does a little better. And he will... He will take that advice and try one more time. This time he will... Very, very carefully consider... Like everything said and everything that Ad has said, and we'll use intelligence instead. And he does worse. <laughs> <laughs> and Adha is like, "It's all right. You'll 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 get it. I'll I'll help you." And you you make a couple of of, of very easy jumps, uh, and you make it to you know one plane of grass to what looks to be the remains of a mountain that has a giant like impression of a fist as if a fist the giant's fist just punched it and torn that chunk of the mountain off of it and now that chunk is just what's floating out in the, in, in the ether <laughs> And you leap and jump off of that and wind up on something that looks very familiar to you, Ozma. Uh, it appears to be the remains of a skyship. And do you, it, 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 it has this very, very, very familiar feeling to it. Like you can, you can, you can almost sense, uh, emotion kind of rippling off of it and Adha notices you reacting to it oh I'm so sorry I forgot to mention that sometimes objects in this plane uh, will radiate the emotions of the people it belonged to and will um, can affect uh, whoever is touching or standing upon it um, you might want to brace yourself. <laughs> Ozma is still, I mean, 
she heard, but she's like half hearing. Just seems transfixed, and she kind of puts her hand out and kind of looks over it. So, is this real? If you're asking if the 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 ship itself is real, yes. Are the emotions coming from the ship real? Yes. And Ozma, I'd very much like for you to make a wisdom saving throw right now. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Well, oh, stranger things have happened. That's true. She usually rolls a natural twenty the first couple rolls of the game, so That's true. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. no! What? No! <laughs> what? Way to absolutely call that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Got some magic in you. You have definitely got some magic in you with those rolls. You rolled a twenty-three uh, with, with your nat twenty. With my nat, and for, for the record, I, my wisdom is ten with a plus zero modifier. So let me just throw that out there. That is insane. All right, so that being said, you managed to stave off. Uh, with your force of will using like you 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 you've got your memories of your grandfather anchoring you to yourself and the emotions cascading off of uh, the remains of this skyship uh, are, are not overwhelming to you at all they kind of sift through you and you're able to kind of uh, part them almost like a sieve as they kind of move through you and you happen to grab on to one particular emotion and it's a very familiar emotion you feel zaz you feel zaz recently sailing flying from Sharn through the Lazar principalities moving towards your grandfather's domain and there's a storm and then there's for a brief for the briefest moments there is this great sense of resolve and then there's this great sense of fear. And then there are thoughts of you. And the resolve is strengthened. And for a brief moment, there is a memory with this emotion of, from his own perspective, looking out over the bow of the ship as it plummets towards this rift in space. And he's running now in the opposite direction, leaping off of the ship and just barely missing the rift. 
and that's the last thing you see. And you are pulled out of that vision and that feeling. The second she is pulled out, she it is almost like she got not super physically, but like throws herself back. She's like, and like just just a deep inhale and she looks more rattled than I think a lot of the party has seen her in a long time. All right. And Lucius kind of looks towards you, a very concerned look. Uh, are you all right? Yeah, I mean, no, but yeah, but no, yeah. Let's just settle on yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, are you Are you sure? I'm not we can, hurt. We can We can stop here and, and and rest if you need. No, we 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 gotta we gotta keep going. This is This is something I'll I'll deal with later. Lucius nods, still looking very much concerned uh, about you. But all right, if you if you say so, and you feel. One of Adha's hands kind of resting gently on your back. Whatever it was you saw, I wager that it was a lot for you to handle just then. We can stop if you want for now and take some time. It's up to you. Ozma looks unsure. <laughs> She wants to um, put on a, a brave professional face because this is hitting very close to home, but she's also desperately worried about Zaz. I don't know if Adha can pick that up. Um, Let's see, shall we? Ooh! Adha gets an inside roll. With an insight roll of 22, she definitely picks that up uh, and uh, says nothing to you, but wraps all four of her arms around you and Aww. just kind of like, we're here if you need us. This is, this can be very difficult and, and it's a lot to get used to and a lot to handle. Yeah. But we're here. I've done this a million times before. We will get through this. And you can... We can rest, and you can talk about what you saw, or we can continue, or whatever you need. Ozma takes a deep breath. She kind of rightens herself. She straightens herself out. and She says, I'm not... I'm going to actually talk about it, but I don't know if I'm ready to. I think I kind of want to just keep going, but I'm not going to not talk about it. I just, I just need some time. Atta nods. She, she, her, her, her face is very understanding, uh, very warm, almost motherly towards you. I was just about to say, thanks, mom. 
And she... insight check. I'm just kidding. Osma's <laughs> clearly dodging. <laughs> she goes, "All right, all right." And she releases you, but one of her hands grabs onto yours and gives it like a gentle squeeze. Aww. And you all continue. Um, go ahead and take a point of inspiration for that. Ah, uh, I sure will. Thank you. So as you continue to bounce back and forth, uh, well, not so much back and forth, but bouncing forward, jumping across uh, different landscapes and 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 floating features, you come across another point in space maybe about 10 or 15 minutes later there is a strange kind of rippling happening and it's near excuse me what appears to be a floor uh, a, a tiled floor that is separate from anything else it looks like it once belonged to something very very fancy the the tile work is very very intricate uh lots of geometric designs and shapes uh in the center carved into the tile is a circle and carved into those circles are arcane symbols. Ozma, you can tell that right off the bat. Uh, very arcane looking symbols. It almost looks like a teleportation circle, except from your knowledge of teleportation circles, you know that it's not. There is a ripple kind of cascading just on atop of the center of the circle. And the ripple seems to almost pulse like a heartbeat. <laughs> and there are small tendrils that seem to emanate from this ripple in space. And at first, they appear to be very translucent, but the closer you get to them the darker the tendrils become until the tendrils become great tentacles of shadow and for the first time Kai looks both surprised and wary in this place and he Begins to reach out as if he's going to summon his sword, but Adha grabs him by the hand and stops him and shakes her head very as if, don't do that. And Kai kind of raises an eyebrow at her, puts his arm down, and continues looking at this pulsating mass of shadow. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
and then the tentacles just spread out in all directions for at least five feet in every direction through the floor that it's resting on in all all directions and then it coalesces on itself again almost in a great implosion being sucked into itself and then it falls away and sitting very translucent in that ripples place looking just slightly older looking a bit different but looking like her same surly self is Tristitia Clawborn sitting in an almost meditative position and her eyes suddenly open completely darkened covered in shadow Triss looks up and notices you all and frowns What in the hell are you all doing here? And Lucius, for the first time since you've known him, is absolutely speechless. His mouth agape. <laughs> what are you doing here, Tris? What us? And Tris looks around. Oh, you're here too. Well, I am and aren't actually here. I'm back at the Order of Shadow. And she looks around kind of for the first time. Right. I've projected myself again. Well, that's just fucking great. <laughs> I'm here searching for answers, and I wind up. <sighs> you <Here>. find us. <laughs> yes. Here I thought I was rid of you all. <laughs> and she kind of like tries very hard not to smile and not to look like she's glad to see you, but there's a bit of a smirk there that belies her true feelings. So, what are you freaks doing in the Astral Sea? Sailing. I mean, mm. uh, sure, if you could <laughs> call it that. Going from one place to another. Huh. Right. How is the um, quest for vengeance going? Hmm. We have hit a detour. I mean, you're here, so clearly. <laughs> Did you come here on purpose? Did you get stuck here? No, we came here on purpose. We were ah. brought here by the genie. And she blinks at that. 
Jin, and then she looks past the rest of you and sees Adha, tall and forearmed behind you all, as she kind of floats with, you know, an eyebrow raised. I take it you are all familiar with this person. Oh yes, she is. A, she was an agent like us. In ah. Fact, she went to serve the Raven Queen, if I'm not mistaken. The League of Shadows. The and as as much as you can see. Uh, with her eyes completely darkened out, she definitely like kind of lifts her head a bit, <sighs> and her eyes roll as best as they can in that state. Not serving the Raven Queen, stupid. <laughs> I am with the Order of Shadow. I am trying to gather more information about my mother. If you had read the note I left you, you'd know this. Jasper. This I read, but this I also didn't completely remember. <laughs> right. Of course. Right. And she takes stock of all of you. And she looks at Katie, I remember you some. And then looks at Pilot. You I don't know. What does Pilot know about the Order of Shadows? Um give me Should a I quick do like second. a history tech or something? Um like possibly. Give me a quick sec. Let me actually look at your sheet real quick. Yeah, go ahead and do a history check. Pretty basic, 14. Okay. You know uh, of that they are a source of many rumors within the Silver Flame. Um, they are definitely seen as a threat to the Silver Flame. This league of female shadow sorceresses that are, in the same way the circle is, beholden to no one but themselves and they they keep to themselves their purposes as far as you know are their own but if anything that the top brass has said about them is true and you have reason to suspect it isn't uh, their motivations are impure at least as far as the top brass of the silver flame is concerned. She, uh, pilot leans over slightly to Lucius and goes, you can vouch for this person. And Lucius finally like closes his jaw. While I personally do not hold the, her, her new chosen order, in as high regard as I would ourselves, Tristiana is a friend and an ally. D 
despite our um, tenuous relationship. And you see Triss's face kind of, her eyes widen and her, her eyebrows are, wow, old man, that's real generous of you. I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Wow. Growth. <laughs> and Lucius rolls his eyes. Yes, yes, yes. Time and growth and all that thing. It's good to see you too, Trist. Yes, and she he leans towards you, Pilot. Yes, I will wholly vouch for her. Pilot leans back um, so that she's facing Tristian and says, Yes. I'm new. (laughs) (laughs) And Triss kind of respectfully nods. All right. So, the Astral Sea. Um, Funny running into all of you here. Um, So, um, how's Tricks? This is very awkward. It's like, and she looks at you, Ozma. Well, there's at least one person that I am absolutely thrilled to see. You're still alive. That's a good thing. I mean, it would uh, it would do my uh, reputation a disservice if I wasn't. <laughs> that much is very true. I knew you were you would you're you were still gonna be alive. Ain't, well, no, ain't nothing taking you down. Well that's true. I have proven to be very um stubborn, I suppose the uh high mistress would say. <laughs> very, very stubborn. But I have a goal in mind, and so I will not see myself uh departed. Until I have achieved said goal. And Dacos kind of floats over and kind of leans. What goal was that again? What, what, what are you doing there? And what are you doing or not doing here? And Trist kind of gives a deep sigh <sighs> well as you know uh, or maybe you don't know I can't remember lots of time has passed I discovered that my mother had some affiliation with the Order of Shadows and I'm trying to discover to what degree uh, what I have found is that she before my birth was a member and uh, shortly after after meeting my father she left and Lucius kind of furrows his brow your father the the one who threatened to kill you she met him here well that's not in Tristitia shakes her head no i have come to find that 
that man's not my real father. And I'd like for everyone to make a perception check for me. Just real quick. Oh, nice. Okay. Looks so good. Oh, good gracious, Jazz. That was terrible. <laughs> I cannot see. All right. Let's see. Dekos will make a perception check. Dekos fails. Kai fails. And let's see, Lucius. Lucius, Lucius, Lucius. Nope, that's persuasion. That's not perception. Let's try that again. Okay. Jazz, Dekos, and Kai aren't really able to see anything. The rest of you in particular, um, let's see, Pilot and Kaladon. For the first time, as you look towards her, and Pilot, having had no real point of reference for this particular person, you didn't really know not to look for them. So you see them whether you intended to or not, because they're just there, as far as you're concerned. The rest of you, uh, discluding, disincluding Lucius, um, I don't know, Lucius sees it, uh, not including Jazz, Dekos, and Kai. Ripley. You see these behind Triss coming from her back are a pair of great black shadowy feathered wings. Like shadowy like they're dark in color or shadowy like they're wispy and kind of non-corporeal like Poe? They appear to be a little bit of both. They seem very non-corporeal, but also, like, if they were solidified, they would be actual black feathered wings. That's new. And she... What? Tr Triss notices you noticing them and kind of looks back. Right. Just as I've missed some things, um, so have you. Um, so as it turns out, my biological father was a celestial. And so um, 
I am less half elf, more ASMR, I guess. Oh. And she spreads her wings and they, they kind of arch upwards. And you see oh. these beautiful, uh, almost motes of starlight kind of twinkling between her feathers. And then they retract and kind of close in around her almost like a cape, but a very, very much a translucent incorporeal cape. And then it merges in with the rest of her clothes and becomes an actual cloak around her. So yeah, I've learned a lot about myself, and um, haven't learned much about him. Um, not even his name so much, only that he was what he was, and then he died. So there's that thing. And um, yeah, there's one other thing and those of you who remember recognize the giant black spectral dog with four red eyes coalescing into existence from behind her stalking forward like oh yes almost curiously like walking on absolutely nothing <laughs> just Stalking forward. Excuse me. And looks towards you. And cocks its head to the side. And its mouth opens in a very wide doggy grin. And you hear this very childlike voice. Oh, I remember them. And there's a shimmer. And in the dog's place is a very sullen looking, it's not sullen, sullen's a bad word for it, a very dark haired, uh, almost gothic looking younger boy. Uh, looks to be somewhere between 13 and 15 years of age. Uh, very <laughs> slender, but very cheerful, uh, wearing a gray shirt with a black waistcoat over it and dark gray and white pinstriped trousers and, uh, calf high buckled boots, uh, and a cravat, uh, around his neck. I haven't seen many of them in a very long time. Triss, where'd you find them? And he, she looks at him. Caleb, they've been away for a while. And you recognize that name. Because it's the name of her younger brother. Yeah. 
she looks at you all as Caleb walks upon the air and lowers himself down to the floor beside her and sits cross-legged next to his older sister. So, this is my younger brother, Caleb. <laughs> um, so I may or may not have mentioned the dreams about the strange dog <clears throat> that I'd seen. And actually, Lucius speaks up. The first time you went into the Order of Shadows, that dog followed you there. And Caleb's eyes light up. Yes! You're the grumpy man. Yes, I remember you. <laughs> yes, I told you that I would look after her. And I have. And... He... Lucius is very... Has this look of, of, of confusion. So you're... The younger brother, the the one that, and Triss holds up a hand to stop. Just, just don't. And Caleb turns to Triss and grabs her hand. Sis, I've told you, it's not your fault. You didn't know. None of us knew. You're not responsible for my death. You didn't know that your powers would do that. And Triss turns to him. All I want is for you to forgive me. And Caleb laughs at him. <laughs> There's nothing to forgive. Stupid. <laughs> and she and he leans over and just like takes her in this very like very book like little kid bear hug and in that moment like it's it's a couple of seconds where he transitions from little boy to big black dog again and licks up the side of her face and this like spectral drool is now just all across the one side of her face and she's oh Oh, God, you are worse than you were when you were alive. Oh. And in that moment, he's a little boy again, and he's rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> oh, your face. Your face is all wet. It's like, yes, stupid, because you licked me. <laughs> Still rolling on the floor, unable to control his laughter. And Lucius kind of cracks this smile. It's like, this is... I, I, I don't know what to make of this, but... Huh. And says nothing else. So, is Caleb a ghost? Is he, like, undead? What's happening here? And Caleb perks up and, like, sits up. Technically... Yes, I'm dead, but I'm not undead either. Um, from what the Will of the Wisps were telling me, I am a um, 
I am a gravehound, I think is the term they used. Um, I am, I am, I'm part of the Fey now, and I'm basically, I'm a spirit guardian. I am, I am my big sister's spirit guardian. Is that cool? It's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I just wanted to make sure I didn't, wasn't going to like have to destroy you in the name of, you know, no, light and life. No, okay. I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good. I promise. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't eat people unless they try to hurt her. You're not going to try to hurt Triss, are you? You seem nice. I don't think, I don't think I could if I wanted to. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Okay. I, I, I just, you seem nice and I don't, I don't, I don't want to fight. And, and fighting is weird here in this place anyway. I don't, I don't like it. But thank you for not attacking my sister. She seemed to speak highly of you when we were, and Triss like covers his mouth. Shut up. He's <laughs> like, what? And she, he takes his, her hand away from what you, you, you said that they were your friends. Don't you want them to know that they're that 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 they're your friends? I don't understand her sometimes. She's weird. Trist rolls her eyes. You're weird. Ah. So yeah, our dad is some kind of fallen angel thing, person, and I guess he met our mom, and I don't really remember. I guess it, I was a baby when it happened. Tris was older. Uh, but not by much, I guess. Uh, Triss is like, I'm like five years older than you. At least. <laughs> Settle down. It's like, yeah, but I'm like 14. So, I mean, I'm not 14 anymore. I'm clearly not going to age again, ever. But I'm also this cool thing, and I can do this. And he shimmers. And becomes the big black dog again with four giant red eyes. And then he shimmers again. And he's like, <laughs> he's a little boy again. Like, it's the best. And I've wanted to I wanted to say something for so long, but I had to that there were rules and had to make sure that I did all the things and that Tris did all the things just right before I could tell her who I was. And it was just it was a lot. And I I'm so glad that I can talk to her now. I missed her so much. And Triss, for the first time, you see her pale face go just a little red around the cheeks. And she's like, well, I missed you too, dumbass. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're still around. But shut up about it. Don't make a big deal out of it. Damn. And he just kind of giggles. <laughs> Anyway, Triss is trying to find out more about who our parents were, and that's why she's still here. She's figuring it out. And I'm going to help, because they're my parents, too. And Triss just kind of looks at everyone. Yep, that's, that's about right. That's... That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she looks at Jazz, and for the first time, she, like, seriously considers you for a moment. 
and you have a lot going on in there right now, don't you? Oh, oh yes. And and Caleb's like, you just now seeing that? He's got a ton of people inside of him. That's so weird. It's so cool. How'd you get that many? How'd you fit that many goblins inside your head? Well, I just picked them up. That's so cool. And why do they all have instruments? Because they are learned. Hmm. And for the first time, well, not for the first time, but they begin to play. (laughs) But for the first time, everyone else is able to hear it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that all the time in there? No, they know other things. And Lucius (laughs) turns around. I... I can't tell. Is that the goblins inside your head, or is that the sword? Oh, no. And at that point, Saif kind of materializes as this uh, shadow. Basically, it, it materializes as your shadow. Just behind you. No, uh, that's definitely not me. I'm... Uh, Oh, that's new. And it kind of look, it kind of looks around itself. I'm a bit freer here. That is hmm. um unexpected. Hmm. And Jazz, I'd like you to make a perception check for me. Twenty-one. All right. Excellent. So, Jazz, as you look around, you notice Ash uh, not that far away from you. But Ash doesn't look the way he normally does. Ash, as opposed to his standard look, his hair is echoed with long, flowing hair that is ice white. And there seems to be like a frost, a frosted mist kind of emanating from him. (laughs) Ash, you are icy. I mean, I, I, I could be warmer, I guess. No, look. Ash, like, rolls his eyes in his head, looking around. <laughs> Ash, you, actually, Jazz? you unfortunately don't notice anything different about yourself, but Jazz, as you see Ash roll his eyes, you notice that his eyes are an ice blue color now. <laughs> wow. Hmm. I wonder if all things are just free out here. I love this. Freedom. Saif kind of looks around. Wait a minute. 
Ah, I understand. Yes, it's the Astral Sea. Right, things here are a bit more of what they are. And when you are made up of so many things, those things become a bit more pronounced, I suppose. Well, that's fun. And you're looking around and you're seeing very similar things for everyone you see. In Pilot, you see these flames emanating from her horns. Like, not actually coming out of her horns, but kind of floating above them. Like an, uh, almost like a halo in and of itself. Uh, of just bright red and orange flames. Uh, in Orla, you see this radiance kind of emanating from her, like a halo that surrounds her entire body. Uh-huh. And you smell the scent of the wood and and the trees. And <laughs> you hear the tinkle of lakes and rivers. In Ozma, you hear the sea, and you also hear this beautiful orchestral music that kind of lingers just beyond her. Almost as if it's trying very hard to catch up to her, but hasn't done so just yet. And you see this, like, After image of her. You see two after images of her. On one side, there's an image of her in full pirate regalia, captain's coat, large cutlass, uh, a pair of mage guns uh, strapped to a bandolier, and a tricorn hat. And the after image on the other side is her. Dressed similarly, but without the tricorn hat. And the coat is this beautiful silken, almost robe-like coat with beautiful leaf-like brocade uh, going down the sleeves and the trim. Uh, her hair is up in this magnificent, uh, magnificently jeweled, adorned like crown. And she carries with her a bass guitar with an extra long neck that makes the bass guitar look to be about as tall as she is. And at the base of the base of the bass, <laughs> the body of the bass, on one side is a great axe blade. You turn to look at Lucius, and there is a great bright radiant light emanating from within his core. But there are shadows of hands reaching from all sides, reaching for him, but not touching him. The light seemingly keeping them at bay, but also kind of toying with 
each and every hand that's reaching out towards him. You look at Kaladin, and there is a crown of stars around her, and a bright silver glow uh, that, out of character, would remind you a lot of Leroy's glow from The Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very much that. <laughs> And she is wearing these beautiful uh, wrist wraps that are covered in what appears to be starlight. Uh, and in one hand, she is carrying a beautifully ornate staff with a great blade coming from it made of pure white light. From Dacos, you are seeing an afterimage of this beautiful silver and bone white armor that starts from the neck and goes down to about the bottom of his rib cage before it becomes this beautiful, like, pearlescent cloth that drapes downwards and spreads out almost blown by this ethereal wind the void blade is echoed in his hand he's not actually holding it but it's you still see it but the blo void blade is also surrounded by this brilliant silver light i think i got everyone Unless I'm missing someone. I think that's everyone. You guys, this place is like a dream. It is like... All of the parts of you here are allowed. It is like everything that is true is always true. This is... Calming. And it's, he probably feels that way because the his chaotic alignment. The I would say that your chaotic alignment is probably what's helping you to see this. Ooh. That and your connection to Saif. Like you are seeing things with Saif's help in this place. And Saif, you hear Saif's voice. Everyone hears Saif's voice. Boss, are you seeing this? Yes. It is nice. Everyone is. looks so good. There's truth and promise. And then, Ozma, you see the shadow turn towards you. Its eyes widen. You, young lady, have a choice to make. Oh, I do not envy you there. And then turns back to Jazz. Turns back to you again, Ozma. I think I see us being there for this. You will not be alone. 
and then turns back to Triss. And Triss is just, her eyes are so wide and freaking out because she sees Saif too. And for the first time, she like pushes herself up and stands and floats in her astral form towards you, Jazz. Yes. What is that? Oh, that is safe. I got him from the traveler. And she takes a step back. I'm I'm sorry. You got him from who now? No, it is more like I found him. And the traveler told me it was him. So, and she's, you can see her now, like, in her gestures, trying very hard to wrap her head around what you just said. So what you're telling me is that a god has entrusted an idiot with a piece of itself. Yes. And at that point, Triss just kind of shrugs. I can't make this shit up. I can't make this shit up. And Caleb is right there behind her. Cool. That's awesome. You're attached to a god. Well, yes and no. If you know the traveler, you know that <laughs> to know him is to never see him. <laughs> And never talk to him. Except and she's seen him. I can see her. I can see him all over her. As And he points to Ozma. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, well, I think... I think... I think he kissed her once. Did that happen? Am I right? Did that happen? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> And there's... You're in love. Me? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, yes. Well, I know that you're in love because you're in love with, with, the, with, the, with the elf girl right here. Hi! Hi, pretty lady. I was talking about your friend here. Your, about your pirate friend. Uh, 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 she, she's, she's very much in love with someone because she's worried. She's so worried. Ozma immediately goes like, red as a beat and it's just like purses her lips her eyes get wide <laughs> like she cannot she 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 is feeling called out ozma in love no ozma is a player <laughs> and caleb laughs <laughs> oh she's good at pretending but she loves someone and she like there's a moment where Caleb is directly in front of you, Jazz. And then there's another moment where he's gone, and now he's in front of Ozma. <laughs> cool. And he's got his hand like just at the side of her head. Oh. Oh. You're afraid. You're afraid something's happened to him. 
Oh, I wouldn't worry so much. He's fine. You'll see him again. And I don't mean uh, that in the in the weird in the weird like you'll see him after you die away because he's not dead. <laughs> I would, I would still... know. <laughs> Ozma still looking embarrassed, but also, in you know, in context, well, he would know. Just slowly, one side of her mouth kind of curls into a grin. I made you smile. <laughs> Yay. That's and amazing. the grin immediately disappears. <laughs> oh. I and, saw but it. But then it reappears again, and then she gives a very, very obvious wink. Yay. And he very much, <laughs> very Aww. much like, oh, oh, goody. <laughs> so cute. And he, he leans in towards you. You'll be seeing Zaz again real soon. And Ozma, since he is in real close and just kind of goes, thank you. Really? Yeah, of course. And he like very, oh, it's very impulsive, childlike nature. Just like very quickly just hugs you <laughs> and then <laughs> releases you gives you a big smile and then in the next instant he's standing beside Triss again and Triss is just confused <laughs> what just happened I, I, okay I've clearly I've missed a lot um, right so yeah Congratulations. <laughs> and kind of gestures uh unsuredly towards Ozma. Congrats, I guess. Um If he hurts you, I'll kill him. Cause that's what friends do. <laughs> I will murder him a lot. That's the kind of friends I'd like to keep around. <laughs> Murder well, him a lot. <laughs> well, you, I, I may be I'm unable to join you physically, but I will always be here for you. So, you silly bitch, you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. And this laugh that you're hearing is actually the laugh that Ozma is making. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So, I suppose I've held you up long enough. Um, and you've actually held me up too. I was not expecting any of this shit. So. Don't worry, we planned for two hours. Ah. <laughs> How much time has passed? Right, time doesn't really pass here. Well, it does, but it doesn't. But it does. And then it does. It's weird. This place is weird. This place is really weird. Oh, that reminds me. Steer clear, if you can, of the astral whales. They're weird. I don't know if they're dangerous at all. But I have seen them eat a ship or two. So, 
just bear that in mind. And almost as if on cue, you hear... (laughs) And as you all turn to face the, the sound, there is a massive whale-like creature floating in the space above you. It is covered in... It is a very dark purple that seems to be covered in veins of blue arcane energy that kind of arc and ripple around it towards its tail as its tail just... And it sparks out from the tail as it moves as it propels itself forward and then (sighs) propels itself forward again the veins glow brightly and with a third beat of its massive tail there's almost an explosion of light around it and the whale shoots off at, at, at light speed into the distance and vanishes. And it's for the first time, uh, Jazz, that you get a good look at Kai in this place. Kai turns around and there is almost this beautiful astral armor that he is wearing across his entire self. And there are two sets of extra arms now floating around him, uh, moving as one with him, uh, very much almost like an afterimage. The astral helm uh, looks very much like a... uh, like an almost robotic or armored version of his own face. And his eyes seem to be glowing a bright, bright yellow. And there is a cloak that seems to be kind of flowing out around him, made entirely of raven feathers. And Poe, sitting on his arm, where once Poe was about the size of like a, a, a chihuahua, is now the size of a Rottweiler sitting on his <laughs> shoulder. His, uh, his wings spread out uh, and seeming to kind of almost taper off in all directions, but going nowhere at all. <laughs> and Kai kind of looks at you. What? Do I have, do I have something in my teeth? Hmm. No. But uh, Poe is giant. And I think... Between you and your wife, I am envious of extra arms. And Kai kind of gives you a confused look and looks over at Adha. And Adha kind of shrugs. I'll explain it to you later. It's. You'll. you'll it, trust me. It's fine. <laughs> and Kai grabs her hand and she gives it a squeeze and 
Kai turns to you all. Well, your friend there is right. We probably should be on our way. Still have some travel to do before we make it to uh, our drop-off point, or our entry point. At which point Triss looks at you all. You all are going to Fairhaven, I take it. Yeah. Right. So, and then Triss folds her arms and the cloak around her begins to kind of move about and you see like traces of uh, her feathers kind of appear and then disappear back into the cloak. Well, the fastest way that I know of that way would probably be and she kind of moves around with her finger and points kind of in a downward diagonal direction away from you that might save you a little bit of time uh, the planar ships and uh, dead celestials will make it a bit weird to uh, navigate if you were to go a more um, standard direction, if you go straight this way, you should probably circumvent a lot of that. Might be worth uh, checking out. I've spent a lot of time in the astral plane, astrally, not actually physically there the way you are. So it might not work quite the same way for you as it did for me, but... You know. Give it a try. And, uh... Do me a favor. When you make it back... Tell the squirt I said hi. And that I'm sorry. And Lucius... Nods... Pass that along. You take care of yourself, Triss. If you're ever in need, you know where to find us. If you do find us, probably prefer if you did it as your whole self. Don't 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 appear as a ghost you'll freak everyone here out. Maybe not her. And she po He points to, to Pilot. Maybe not her. She may have seen some things. I don't know. But the rest of us will probably not take well to astral... And he, he puts his hands up in the, in the quotations, astral you... And Triss rolls her eyes. Shut up, old man. I do what I want. But I'll take your words into consideration. Hmm. Lucia shrugs. It's the best I can it's the best you can give me, so I accept that. And Ozma kind of looks or not Ozma, sorry. Triss looks around herself. And Well, I can sense that my uh my private time will 
not be so private soon. So I'm going to leave before things become awkward with my body. Um, take care. Avoid the whales. Avoid the dead gods. There's a dead demon lord around here somewhere as well. Just, if you find any dead bodies, just avoid them. Things get weird with the dead here. It's not fun. But she goes back to sit in her place and re uh, resituates herself in her meditative pose. And Caleb uh, runs towards her and waves very, very enthusiastically. Bye, everybody. It's great to see you again. Bye, and to meet you all, to you, you, you guys that I haven't met before, and uh, be good. And in the next instant, he is the big black dog again, and they both fade, and they there is nothing there but the floor that is, you know, separate from everything else. And then after a second or two. Even that's gone. Dacos kind of folds his arms. Well, that was a thing. This is true. I'm glad she's doing okay, I guess. I haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah. Is it me or did she look different? Considerably. Hmm. Their wings and their little brother. Well, yes, the wings and little brother notwithstanding. There's something else different about her. She seemed changed a bit. Might just oh. be me. She seemed happy. Happier. That's what it is. She seemed happy. Or happier. Less full of guilt? Mm. Eh. And Dacos turns to Adha. Well, should we continue? Adha blinks at that. Yeah, yep, yeah. Still got some time. To, uh, and she grabs onto Kai and follow along and she blinks down below in the direction that Tristiana pointed out so you all blink for a while longer uh, seeing more of the ruins of skyships and uh, like half ruins of buildings uh, mage towers that were blown asunder but are frozen in that state of explosion as it just kind of floats past you. And you see some of the planes or some of the, uh, the surfaces that you pass that float by actually do have people on them. Some of them are human most of them are not. The majority of them are elves. Uh, for a blog, here or there. 
but uh, the the majority of them are elven in nature. And Lucius kind of turns to Adha as you all float past, beginning to notice a great deal of uh, elven kind here. Is there a particular reason for that? And Adha uh, nods. Uh, well, time functions a little differently here on this plane. And it can be dangerous for those who age at a faster rate than elves or celestials or or demons uh to put it mildly the uh elves or time rather i should say does not pass here or it does but it does not pass physically for the living here but the effects of time still stand and Lucius gives her a confused face I'm not sure I understand and so Adha still kind of floating by uh, floating forward turns and, and faces Lucius Long story short, if you spend a hundred years here, you won't feel the effects of that pass while you are here. But the moment you step foot outside the actual plane back into the material world, those hundred years will catch up with you immediately. I've seen it happen to humans. It's not a pleasant experience. So, and he, she looks point, very pointedly at Jasper. If you had any thoughts mm. on doing anything silly like that, I'd advise against it. Mm. I've seen many, many men go from very healthy to desiccated corpses in a matter of seconds. Because they chose to spend a few hundred years here and thought that they could take all of that experience and knowledge back to the material plane with them. Hmm. If you yourself were an immortal, that'd be different. But if you're not, then ouch. Well, I couldn't spend two or three hundred years in the material plane anyway. <laughs> and Jazz is there. Adha looks at you. Well, that's exactly my point. No, that is my point. Adha gives you a very, like, confused but also irritated look. Like, you... Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> turns around and flies on. And 
Lucius kind of floats past you. Uh, make a dexterity save for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Very lucky. I catch you. you know what? I'm going to see just... I just, I just want to see what happens now. Because, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's do a straight dexterity check. All right. You just happen to move very casually out of his way as <laughs> a hand that was surely meant for the back of your head just <laughs> moves past and through the not air air of the place. And you you see it, and Lucius does his best to kind of play it off and make it look like he was trying to swat something else out of the air. But it's very obvious to you what he was that he was very <laughs> much trying to slap you upside the back of your head. <laughs> ah, you must be quicker than that. And Lucius kind of puts his hand in his pockets. As he continues <laughs> to float on, I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> and just moves forward. <laughs> so you all continue like that for another 45 minutes or so. You take very special care to avoid spectral whales. And then you come across what appears to be a very large but very mutilated body it's about the size of the angry you fought uh very giant sized but with three sets of horns emerging from its head almost curling each one curling around the previous set and this almost like braid work of horns his body ripped apart in places it's a great gash across uh its chest from its collarbone down to its belly button where it's open and there's no blood but you can definitely see where the heart has been sliced in half uh rent open by some blade that seemed to burn its way through it. Uh, there's another gash across the throat uh, and another separating uh, one side of the jaw from the head. Its eyes stare at absolutely nothing as its motionless body just burnt and ripped, apart, ripped apart in places. It kind of floats past as you stare at this body, there are echoes of what appears to be memories that flash by. You see a very large minotaur barbarian carrying a great axe flashing forward, its fur singeing with wild magic as it cleaves into uh, 
the the giant demon body. Another uh, a human carrying a very large, uh, what appears to be a shotgun, uh, flying backwards, uh, shooting what appears to be a fireball directly from the uh, from this double-barreled shotgun into the thing's chest. Another, a Kalistar, uh, floating upwards, <laughs> sending great uh, waves of psychic energy uh, towards it, just battering it with psychic fists. Uh, and a dwarf carrying a white hot glowing sword and piercing into the collarbone of the creature and riding it down uh, ripping it open the dwarf you recognize immediately as Moth Vintner, the dwarf you met at you. the barrel and hammer And you see the life leave this creature's body and almost shrivel it uh, in places. And the, uh, the dwarf, Mothvitner, then reaches up and completely destroys the soul as it leaves this creature's body and scatters it across the astral sea and then the memory dissipates and then begins to repeat itself and Lucius kind of turns towards everyone well that's one way to um, to um, massacre a giant demon creature <laughs> Take note, <laughs> and then continues floating. But uh, after some time, you reach the a very strange-looking uh, mass of land floating in the middle of the astral sea. A large archway made of stone and iron. And Mithril are planted on the surface uh, with varying uh, etchings and reliefs and drawings kind of carved into it. And among the, uh, on the keystone of this arch is a great bird. Almost looks like a raven. Sitting atop the keystone. And Adha floats down. Well, we've made it. This is a. Uh, gather round, gather round quickly. You all gather around her. And uh, this is going to be a. Uh, it's going to feel as weird as it did the first time, but well done. We made it. And, um, yes, it's, uh, let's get this over with. 
So we'll appear right in Fairhaven? Uh, with any luck, we will appear uh, just within the castle walls. I may not be that welcome. Um, hmm. One moment. Um, and Pilot sets the glamour um, back on her armor, so she's got, uh, like, normal peasant garb on again. And Adha blinks as you do that. Huh. Cool trick. Yeah, you're super disguised now, Pilot. Good job. <laughs> Pilot does not catch the irony. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, good. All right. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, and just, her just as to everyone. All right. Same as before. Um, everyone hold hands. And as you all do, she grabs Kai's hand and Jazz happens to be the one standing on the other side of her this time. So he grabs her hand as well and begins to chant in the low... <laughs> and as the glow passes from her to... Kai and then Jazz and then spreads to everyone else. There also appears to be a glow that encompasses the archway. And the ripple in space around you seems to start at the archway and then emanates outward and surrounds you all. And at that point, the beautiful, horrific landscape that is the Astral Sea begins to fade away and superimposing itself slowly in its place is the very familiar dining hall of Castle Fairhaven. And as you all appear once again on the material plane, Adha releases what feels like a long-held breath and leans against Kai, who's doing his very best to support her. That's all right, dear. I've got you. You go rest. I'll take care of everyone here. And Adha nods pulls Kai in for a long kiss and as they kiss she begins to decoporeate decoporeate? that's not a word decoporealize into blue mist that then begins to swirl and move itself into discoporeate thank you uh, and begins to move into Kai's ring with a and Kai is kind of left standing there with his hands out in the place where her face was well 
that's that's a thing. And it's at that point that a great green blur hits hang on. Hits Ozma <laughs> right in the chest. And you see, holding on to you, looking up at you with this big grin, big toothy grin, and, and large eyes, is Carrera. Carrera! Oh my god! Where have you been all this time? Where have you been all this time? I've been here! I've been here helping Big Sis uh, fix, fix the airship, and, and then... And then make things and her oh boy, Okay, oh, I missed you. Missed you too, bud. Oh. Oh, it, it's been it's been a little weird here. Um, we were trying to track you guys for a while, and then once we got into, uh, I think Pixis called it the Demon Race. You disappeared off our map, and we couldn't see you anymore. It's very scary. And now you're here! <laughs> and he begins like to jump up and down. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! This is the best! Best day ever! And he leaps off you and runs up the stairs nearby. Everybody! They're back! They're back! They're back! <laughs> and within a few seconds, uh, you see the familiar tall and lithe form of uh, Emrys Malik, the Archmage, and have come down the stairs. What in the net? And he takes oh. a look at you all. Ah! Very good. Ah! We were beginning to worry about you all. And he moves forward with his arms out. So good to see you all. And he grabs all of you that he knows by the, uh, by the shoulders and just shakes. Oh, very good. And he takes a look at Kai. Mr. Janoth, it has been quite some time, young man. And Kai blinks. Master Emrys. <laughs> and they both like embrace uh, as almost as like two brothers that have not seen each other in many years. What are you doing here? Um, Adha brought us here. Uh, apparently, this was the place to go. Uh, my mistress uh, sent me here with your friends. I'm I'm guessing. Emrys nods, very enthusiastic. Yes, yes. That that is that. Your mist. Wait, your mistress. Oh. Huh. And Kai nods. Yes. And how is the Raven Queen these days? Still recovering, I imagine. And Kai nods. That's part of the reason why uh, I've come with them. Um, there is a mission from my mistress that... Uh, she would very much 
like to be undertaken as soon as humanly possible. And, uh, once we have rested, I can tell you more, but we've made a quite a long journey through the Astral Sea to get back here. And Emrys' eyes just bug out wide. You traveled through the Astral Sea from the Temple of the Raven Queen. And Kai nods. Well, yeah. Wait, how did you know that's where we were? And Kai, or Emrys, pulls out a scroll. I received this uh, three days ago from a very dear, very old friend, um, Gotham, letting us know, paraphrase, to paraphrase what you all were up to. And Kai kind of nods and kind of chuckles. <laughs> Gorfim, right, of course. Uh, is any word from him? Uh, is he here? And Emrys frowns and shakes his head. No, he is still on the hunt for Radataska to, to let them know as to uh, what befell the circle. Uh, but he sends his regards and that he will be joining us here as soon as he is able. And he looks at all of you. There's so much that has transpired over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but please, you must be tired and uh, hungry as well. Please, uh, Avail yourselves, freshen up. Uh, I will have the cooks prepare something for you all to eat. What time of day is it? We didn't see, right? Because we came from the Astral Sea to indoors. Exactly. Um, from what you can see of the windows, it is still daylight. Um, go ahead and make a perception check for me, though. Okay. Okay, you can't see past uh, the fact that it's daylight. You can't really tell what time it is, only that it's sometime during the day. The, the sun is out. Is there like a courtyard or something? Um, like outside yes. the dining hall? Because uh, Katie is tired of feeling like she's underground, so she wants to go outside and breathe some fresh air. Yes. And just chill for a minute. Uh, as you are well aware, uh, there is a uh, kind of a, a garden just to the west of the dining hall. Given your, given yeah. how often you've visited the, the, the palace, so you, I assume, are going to just head straight for the garden area. Well, I'll excuse myself first, um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen sky in a long time and I would like to so I'm gonna go go promenade in the garden 
Just like in Bridgerton. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you make your if anybody way wants to come, you're welcome. I'm not just straight dipping out, but I cannot be inside when I know that there is outside to be in. And, and Emrys uh, bids you bids you leave, uh, and as he does, he notices f- uh, for the first time Pilot standing there. Oh, forgive my rudeness. I am so sorry. Um, you are clearly a a, a friend of the agents here. Uh, welcome to. Fairhaven, to Castle Fairhaven, I am the Archmage of Undair. Uh My name is Emrys Malik, and you are. I'm Pilot. Uh, a pleasure. Thank you for your hospitality. You are most welcome, and I'd like you at this time, uh, Pilot, to make a quick perception check for me. Los Checos de Perceptos. I can speak Spanish. No, I can't. (laughs) It might actually run. I don't think it did. There it is. Oh, there it is. Okay. I did persuade. That's persuasion. No, that's persuasion. Yeah, go ahead and do perception. Slightly better. Much better, actually. So you just vaguely catch like a movement uh, of Emrys's hand, which kind of glosses over in front of you as he, as you uh, thank him for his hospitality and the glamour you've placed upon yourself fades. Oh. Uh. He dispelled the he dispelled the item. He dispelled your item, and he takes a look at you with a raised eyebrow. Well, this is unexpected. There are things that I surmised, but this was not one of them. Forgive my um, intrusion, but I must ask. Who are you? Where have you come from? And Uncle hmm? is is pilot. Yes, she said as much earlier. I am I am a former member of the Silver Flame. I am not aligned with them any longer. I am aligned with this group. To make amends for the damage my previous group has wrought. That seems a tall order for anyone to instantly accept. Thus, my poor attempt at subterfuge. And you see Emrys about to say something to you when you hear a voice from behind you, pilot. I bid you welcome. To my home. And as you turn around, you see the tall form 
of King Ashara as she steps down the stairs and with with arms open I welcome you former agent of the flame to Castle Undyre or to Castle Fairhaven you are you are come in the presence and company of those I hold dear and I will take this as a good sign I will take it as a sign of their trust in you and so by proxy of their trust you have my own Pilot does the appropriate courtly bow <laughs> and Ashara smiles and, and, and bows back welcome my friends, it is so very good to see you. I was alerted by our young friend that you had returned. And I see that you have brought guests. And Kai immediately goes down to one knee uh, with a hand over his heart. Uh, it has been far too long, my king. And Ashara smiles wide. Kai, you are not a resident of Undair, so you don't have to do that. You are royalty here, and I am a visitor. So, and as I have no home of my own outside of this, uh, within this realm, I must show you all due respect. And <laughs> Ashara laughs and as you wish and walks over and helps Kai up but I would not have you kneel before me and she sees Lucius basically doing the exact same thing and like laughs but like ha has this almost exasperated sigh intermingled with it <sighs> alright alright and then helps Lucius up as well please I'm just so happy to see all of you I take it that uh, you have, according to the note uh, that was sent, Gotham and you all have met and have chatted and has sent you Kai in his place, at least for now. Um, come with me, please. There is much to discuss. And she leads you out into the same garden where Caledan has gone a-wandering. Um, and as they enter the garden, Caledan, what are you doing? Um, I have, hopefully there's like a bench someplace. Mm -hmm. And depending on whether the sun is rising or setting, be facing that in a uh, sort of meditative seated pose with my eyes closed. Okay. Um, Zero push-ups. It is midday. It's like just past noon from what you can, you've can you been able to surmise of the sunlight. Okay. Uh, so you are sitting on a bench in kind of a meditative pose. Mm -hmm. um, and you can hear and sense the other agents followed by, uh, following... King Ashara and followed by Emrys 
excuse me. And Ashara turns to you all. A great deal has happened since you have been away. Um, I have received word from, well, I've received many things. And she makes a gesture towards the door that you all walked through to get to the gardens. And a very young uh, elf woman wanders in with a box. And hands it over to Queen Ashara, or King Ashara. Caledon, I believe I have something for you in particular, firstly. I stand and bow politely. She walks over towards you and hands you a box. Hands you the, the box. And it's a wooden box about the size of a shoebox. Uh, with the seal of the circle engraved upon the top. And your name carved upon the rim of the, the box in Elvish. I take it. Okay. This came for you about three days ago. We have not opened it, but there is... We did have it checked, and there is something magical inside of it. Okay. I feel like I have to open this. I'm worried that it might not be safe to do so in case it's some kind of trap, Your Majesty. We have checked it for magical traps already, and we are very assured that there is no danger. But it is a curious device. Or it is a curious, there's a curious kind of energy coming from it. Interesting. I'm also tempted to not open it because it would drive Jazz crazy. <laughs> um, I will carefully open the lid to the box. As you touch the lid to the box, the box does respond uh, directly to you. And the locks and latches that were shut on the box open of their own accord. And let's see here. As it opens... You find a orb uh, that bears the mark of House Civis upon it. Uh, and it looks very much like a message orb. 
Okay, have I used one of these in the past? You have. Uh, you've used them to send messages back and forth uh, to your branch of the circle, to your superiors, uh, while you were out in the field. So you are very aware of how to use it. Okay. Is there a note or anything in here? There is no note. There is a... There's the orb, and there is also a very familiar-looking dagger. Oh, no. Is this Elos's dagger? You do recognize it as Elos's dagger. Oh, fuck. Um... Well, I kind of sit down in shock and close the box and put it on the bench beside me and sort of rub my hands over my face. And King Ashara notices your distress. My dear, are you, are you all right? I don't know. If these are like the last effects of someone I knew who died, or if it means something different, but e either way, it's uh, it's a jarring. I, I was never expecting to see anything related to this ever again. So I'm just uh, processing. Of course. Would you like some privacy? I pick the box up and kind of put it into my bag and say, Your Majesty, I am at your Back and call. We are. If you have more information that pertains to our mission and goal for it, last time we were here, then I am. I am devoted to that cause, and I can I can wait to handle whatever this is. Ashara nods understanding but there's definitely a a look of concern upon her face as you as you wish there are a couple of things to note we received a message from a potential ally that may be of some use to us that uh, may be of great interest to all of us, but one of you in particular. And she locks eyes very, very briefly with Ozma. And continues to, uh, to speak. It concerns a... Uh, a secret that up until now even I have been inclined to keep. 
and give me just a moment here because I was did not prepare myself for any of that. Do, 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 do. Nope, that's not what I want either. A very long time ago, in the on the continent of Zendrik, there existed a glorious kingdom known only as Zantashk. Many of us called it the Song Coast. It was ruled by a beautiful family known as the House of Bards. Some time ago, Let's say a couple of hundred years ago, a war broke and the kingdom was rumored to be lost. This is false. The kingdom thrives and has been thriving a great deal ever since then. To say that if there were another realm that were any rival to Sharn or to even our beautiful kingdom, it would be Zantash. I have recently been made aware that their king, Bootsy Rollins, has fallen ill and is dying. As he has currently no heirs to the throne, Bootsy, King Bootsy is holding what he calls a battle of the bards to determine the next heir to the kingdom. We have already sent someone to the kingdom to... Uh, investigate but we were hoping i was hoping in the hope that you would find more allies to help in your cause that you might venture into zendrik into the house of bards into zantashk to see what aid you can render to his majesty in helping to find an heir and once again she kind of very very briefly casually glances at all of you in the face stopping particularly at one of you the kingdom of bards is formidable and they, their magic is known to be some of the most powerful ever seen. To have someone like that on your side would come at great help to you all. Jazz, 
your ears perk to this. As you recall many, many stories from both of your parents about the fabled kingdom of Zantash. Of its beautiful taverns where bards would collect themselves and play in magnificent duels of magic and music and wordsmithery until all hours of the night. You've heard tales of a bass guitar so old and so ancient and so powerful that only one who ruled that land could lay claim to it. But you also recall your parents saying that that place no longer existed. So I imagine you would be fairly shocked. Ashara turns to all of you. I implore you, all of you. While we await the return of Gorfim, to please venture to the, the, the Song Coast, see what can be done. If not in your name, then in my own. As an ally to you is also an ally to me. And as you can see, and she turns, uh, she gestures towards the sky, and you can see the force field of magic still tinting the sky in an unnatural color. And very small pinpricks of light flashing every so often as the bombardment from Thrain continues. We could use all the allies we can get. I've already sent Magnus as a vanguard there to uh, see what can be done. He has some experience with bards, as I am told. The little goblin surprises me at every turn, it seems. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. So. I will leave that up to you all. But. I would make a decision soon. For I have also heard rumor. That the cannon fleets of the Lajar principalities are also planning something as they've been slowly making their way into that general direction. And that Silver the Shade is somehow behind that movement. Ozma takes 
one very long inhale and then a just as long exhale through her teeth. Ashara notices that and turns towards you. I take it that you are familiar with that name. Intimately. Because she's a player. Maybe not. I don't know. How so, if you do not mind my asking, dear Ozma? She is my mother. And that's where we'll end the episode tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Ozma, I will trade you a pirate mom for a ghost message sphere. (laughs) (laughs) Ozma in character would probably take that trade, honestly. (laughs) Less pressure. Oh, I was really hoping it was just a box of really magical pudding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we don't I'm know what it so is sorry. yet. We don't know what it is yet. You haven't opened it. I mean, you haven't listened to the message. That's correct. I'm afraid to listen to the message. <laughs> you don't know. It could be, could be anything. Yeah, it could be super like mundane, huh? That's could be. that's common for this game. <laughs> <laughs> It's like really the, is. It's like a, a Costco flyer, you know. It's fan. It, it's like fantasy it, Costco. Well, we can't use that. No, but, we can't. No. Um, but it, you know, it's like it's an advertisement for a series of fantasy grocery stores, all their specials. Fantasy Fred Meyer. Mm-hmm. The place fantasy Meyer. Fantasy Meyer. Fantasy yeah. Meyer. There it is. <laughs> the place to get your grub. Sir Fredericks of Meyerdom. There it is. I am going to Sir Fredericks. Ah. Sir Fredericks of Hollywood? No, sir. Sir Fredericks of Meyer. The grocer. Be forewarned. Whatever is on your list, today it is that Sir Fredericks of Meyer. (laughs) I'm here for it. So yeah, you guys uh, managed to make it through the Astral Sea. You met up with long-lost Tristiana. Hey! Had a, a lovely, if not uh, revealing, reunion. Uh, realized some things about uh, about her that she at that point had only just been made privy to and uh yeah had a very interesting conversation i think uh you made your way out of the astral sea uh and arrived uh, for all intents and purposes home with new friends uh and new allies and were almost immediately on set with 
Mysterious Box with the Dagger of a Lost Love. And the news that a once thought lost kingdom was not so lost after all. And maybe uh, at some point become under siege by Ozma's mother, the Queen of Pirates. What kinds of decisions will be made uh, in light of that information? Uh, we will find out next time on Agents of the Circle, the D&D podcast. Um, until then, uh, please uh, go back and listen to our other episodes. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, until next time around, may the dice roll ever in your favor. Take care of each other and have a good night. Hi there, this is Sphinx Akasha, and this is the Agents of the Circle podcast. If you'd like to hear more of what we're doing, the other episodes can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and may the dice roll ever in your favor.